Howdy, my friends, and welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us. Allison Sullivan and I have a great conversation today. We do two segments. The first one, we just uh, kind of chat about uh, what's going on in each other's lives, uh, especially for me. Track season is in full swing. If you've been following social media, you've been realizing that our team's having a very good year. We're going to continue to have a very good year. Talk a little bit about that and uh, negative feedback. I use negative feedback uh, sometimes in, in coaching or like, uh, you know, kind of trying to uh, call some, somebody out and see if they respond well to it. Some people respond very well to positive feedback. Some people respond very well to negative feedback. I am definitely in the latter co- category, but I can dish both out. So uh, we also talk about a trip that Allison just returned from where she went uh, to Nashville to go to Patricia Heaton's house, which is just insane with a bunch of other uh, Catholic women talking about the pro-life movement and how their approach uh, might be a little bit different than some of the pro-life work that you've seen over the last decade or so. So uh, some pretty exciting stuff talk about catholicism and pro-life and feminism and and that sort of thing so uh we hope that you enjoy this conversation if you do please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening enjoy what's up i'm looking for the catholic i am taylor stroll that is allison the bay sullivan I'm sorry? The Bay. The Bay? Yeah. What does that mean? It's your nickname. I love it, but why? What do you, why do you think? The Bay. How do you think it's spelled? Um, B-E-Y. I don't know what that means. Be- Beyonce. Beyonce. I don't know. <laughs> the Beyonce of the Fourth Catholic Podcast. I'll take that. That's fine. I will take that, but what does it mean? Really? I think because I to- have a feeling there's like a thinly veiled insult in there. I don't think so. Okay, what? I uh, didn't plan it at all. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> B-A-E. B-A-E. Is like your Seth's, Dr. Your Seth boo. Sullivan's bay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I, d- I didn't know that. But also there's like the body of water. I was going to. Yeah. Uh, Which one do you want? <laughs> I mean, I, I want to be the boo thing. Okay. Not, not necessarily your boo thing, right. but just like a boo thing. Doctor, I, I was. I honestly thought I didn't mean Beyonce. I honestly thought you were going to go Beyonce, which I, I like was, Beyonce. Is which, that in the running? I mean, I didn't think my options would be in the multiple choice. Definitely Beyonce. Well, th- th- that was my thing. I was, I guess, I didn't plan this at all. But I guess once you started <laughs> answering, I was trying to entrap you and try to make you pick Beyonce. And then I was going to ask, "What about the doctor?" <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I listen. If you want to introduce me from here on out as Allison Beyonce mm-hmm. Sullivan, I'm here for it. Who was it? I think it was. I think it was Chris Rock. I think this was from Chris Rock's new special. Okay. Have you watched it? No. It's it's fantastic, incredible. Okay. Uh, on Netflix, there's a few things that Catholics won't like. Okay. But it's where he finally addresses the Will Smith. Does he stuff. talk about yes, it? Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. And it's very funny and very explicit. Really? <laughs> but, okay. Hold on. Are, can I ask? Are they? Is there any potential for reconciliation? No. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Okay. It's not gonna happen. Um, oh wow! I, it, it was very funny. I think we can pray for them, but okay. Everybody was like, uh, you know, saying that he handled it so well, and, and yeah, and all this stuff, and he, um, yeah, the bridges are burned in a hilarious fashion. Oh, <laughs> I'm like sprinting there now. Oh my gosh! It's very funny, but I'm invested. I think this was this was a bit from his. I, I've watched a lot of comedy recently, just to, so that I don't punch a wall. Uh, so I, uh, he was talking about, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. I think this was the Chris Rock bit. Beyonce and Jay-Z. 
how Beyonce is so classically beautiful mm-hmm. that if she worked at Burger King, she could pull Jay Z. Like, Jay-Z, oh, right, right, the right, rapper, right. The billionaire, yes, sure, like, sure. He could walk into a Burger King because he's feeling adventurous or whatever and see her and be like, I would like to take you on a date. Yes. Like, maybe somewhere other than Burger King, but I'd like to take you on a date. Yes. So it's flipped. Right. And Beyonce, one of the best singers of all time, one of the greatest performers, goes into Burger King and Jay Z is working at Burger King. She's ordering a number three and getting out of there and never speaking to him again. Of course. (laughs) Yes. So it's like, so all that to say that her attractiveness has nothing to do with her power or her money. Right. Like it's a pretty woman type situation where Richard Gere is like, and it's you. You're the the one. Oh, you were talking about a movie. I don't know what that means. Oh, really? I know what Pretty a Pretty Woman, woman is. I don't wow. know. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I, you it, need to watch Pretty Woman. This is just like. You could a, put up a picture on that TV of six random white men, and one of them was Richard Gere, and I wouldn't be able to pick him out of Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So now, every now and then, Taylor, I let a lot slide because, I mean, I am significantly older than you, and not everything is a staple in our like culture. Mm-hmm. However, listeners will agree Pretty Woman is one of those things. You need to watch Pretty Woman. It's a rite of passage as a human. Pretty okay? Woman. Walking down Now, the street, I will pretty, say... Does that song have anything to do with that movie? It's in the movie, but okay. no. There, there's a whole many decades between those two things. Okay? Oh, that's that one lady with red hair. Of course, Julia Roberts. Yeah. But listen, I will say, I'm not certain it's aged very well. I think they romanticize prostitution I. a little bit. Oh. So, you know. But that's now a problem. I, that's... <laughs> Um, but you do need to watch Pretty Woman. It's delightful. It, yeah, Pretty Woman. You're gonna end up with a crush on them both, both Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. They are so. I could pick her out of a lineup. I wouldn't know sure. Her name. Maybe, yeah. Maybe now I would because I heard it, but I'd be like, that's her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seven point one out of ten on IMDb. Sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty-one percent on Metacritic. Yeah, I would like for like audience react to Taylor not knowing what Pretty Woman was. I need some. I need some shock and awe. It's just wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> you said that this movie has something to do with the P word. I, I did. And the first thing that I read says a modern update on Cinderella. How? <laughs> What about the Cinderella rags to story? riches, Taylor? Rags to riches. That's all. Uh, what involved the? Stripper? You know what that reminds me of? It's like when you watch fans? Dirty Dancing as an adult, and you're like, "Oh, that's what was going." Please I've, tell me you know I've what never, Dirty Dancing. Oh, for either. the love of Pete. Is that the one where he picks her up and they yes, spin? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. That. So that's a little iconic. I've never seen it. But when well, you need to do that. Okay. Anyone else want to contribute to the list of movies Taylor needs to watch as a rite of passage as a human? A human. Okay, but in Dirty Dancing, there's lots of things that are just flying, sailing over our heads as adolescents. And then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh. I thought oh. Meant, like, like he was throwing her over his head. Well, I, I th- do think that he got away from her a couple of times. <laughs> that could have happened. Um, I forgot why I started talking about um, movies that go over you your head. Hold on. And now we've been I talking know, for six minutes. so <laughs> distracting. Yes. <laughs> Beyonce, Julia, Jennifer Grey. Okay. Jennifer Grey's the is baby. Don't put baby in a corner. Come on. Jennifer Grey. You've got my I need to stop talking about this because you've got my mind in a weird I know, but everyone else is Grey, just as indignant you with about the me. P word and I was like, that's a Oh, prostitution movie. rags to riches. Um, I think that had something to do with why I brought up dirty dancing. I can't know. 
Oh, oh, oh. You're, because then you ask yourself, you go back to Cinderella woman? and you're like, was Cinderella about prostitution the entire time and I just didn't know it as a toddler? No. The answer is no. But they're just saying that it's the same because of rags to riches. How is there one woman in the whole kingdom with an eight shoe sash? <laughs> it is. I, that's a marvel. That. We're not buying that anymore. Another thing that they tried to pull over on us like, as kids. You know that he went to some woman's house and there was a uggo and he put the slipper on it fit and he's like, no, that ain't her. Not, <laughs> not you. I did not have that much to drink that night. Yeah, exactly. This is an interesting episode. Yeah. It's taking some turns. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about it. Snaky little path we're on. We need to, uh, this, uh, you know, we need to put the trigger warning after everything. Happened. By the if way. If your kids are in the car, you should stop listening seven minutes ago. <laughs> too late. Yeah. Um, I have not seen you in a while and you have become hairless in the couple of weeks it's been. I have. Yeah. Uh, um, this is, this is the, the, the grand or not grand reveal. It's yeah. either the grand reopening or the like, what do they call it? Like a close clearance sale because the whole show is closing. One of the two. Okay. Um, the big reveal last week was just in like the f- initial intro and outro. Okay. But I had a beard the whole rest of the show. So gotcha. People. Yeah. But this is the first time that it. I'm talking to a human being and not my camera. Without yeah. Something covering my face. It's shocking at first, and then you get used to it pretty quickly, I'll say. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's your face. That is a that is that is your face. It's like I have not seen your face in is it since I've known you? Have you have a no, beard since I've known I, you? I, I I used I typically do this where I shave everything um like every year and a half or so. It's been two and a half years though. Yeah. It's been yeah. two and a half years since anybody's so the funniest part about that is that like I've known you for a while. It's been long enough that you forgot that you've seen my face before, but yeah, you've right. probably seen it eight times in the years we've yeah. known each other, right? Maybe six. But there are like legit like I hosted trivia. I host trivia at a local bar every other Tuesday. Right. And I've been doing that for about two years. Mm-hmm. I would host a trivia last night and they're like, who the hell is who? You? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I saw I came upon a picture of us. Uh, yes, just yesterday I was, it, Silas turned 14. So I was like going through all of his pictures to like make something. And, um, you are sitting at my counter, inevitably helping me with the technology problem. And you're looking over your shoulder and you look like a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this makes you look a lot younger too. That's why I did it. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. the update from big beard to like looking like, uh, I sell crystal meth from Breaking Bad, the like the, um, Goatee? Yeah. That, I mean, that was because that's a visual. That is, that brings up a whole persona. You're right. Yeah. We talked, we, we're covering all the deadly sins here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, all the gray on the sides. My whole beard on the sides went gray. Uh-huh. Like, n- not 100% gray, but yeah. like it had a 51% majority. Like it could have won the house. Uh-huh. Though, you know? Right, right, right. Um, so I, I saved that off and then I had the goatee and the goatee was fine. There was just like a couple of streaks of gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few shades of it actually wow uh, there we go we're just like uh so uh the gray started winning and i was tired of looking older than you when i'm when you are as we already stated significantly older significant <laughs> i like that you played a lot that. that was great yes um so yeah it was funny the the first people that saw it were the track team for those of y'all that don't know i coach track at our local catholic school i run the high school team and they were the first people to see it. And like one of the big reasons, like this has been like, I've been thinking about it for a while, Yeah. but every first track meet for my life, I've been around track since I was in junior high, every first track meet, I'm incredibly white. 
and I get incredibly burned the first time. Uh-huh. And then I don't get burned again until the last week of the season because then we're out there for 48 hours straight. Okay. It's yeah. May and it's here and yeah. it's 104 degrees. Like, yeah. So I get, it's like a rite of passage. The sandwich of the season, I'm white. <laughs> the ends, I'm red. Right. So I, um, but last year, so I noticed I get weird, like burn lines, tan lines. Mm. They're like, where, like, from your I, hat? I wear this hat, right? Or a hat like it. What if it tanned the mesh? Uh, it, it, has <laughs> it has definitely tanned the mesh before. But I don't wear this hat, which is, so like typically I don't have the mesh, but every hat like this has this like, I'm wearing like, what are these called? Like a trucker yeah. hat kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. And they have this big semicircle on the back. Yeah. And I have a big semicircle. It looks like the sun is rising on my head, which is like fine for track because I just wear the hat and it looks mostly fine. But then I like go to church. Right. And like the kids are poking the back of my yes. head because it looks like the sun's rising at nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday or whatever. So um, I've made a lot of updates in my life. I, I think I'm finally, in some ways, I'm embracing getting old. Okay. And in some ways, I'm fighting it. Yeah. And literally, it all kind of happens with the tracking. I spent $250 at the Academy the other day. Okay. For a couple of reasons. What'd you get? One, I'm embracing the getting old. Okay. And I was, uh, so the reason I shaved, cause I didn't want a weird tan line. Cause eventually I was going to shave and I didn't want to have like all of my skin oh. on my, go- under my goatee. Be yeah. Be white and everything else. Be tan. I see. I see. Good point. So okay. I'm starting the season with like, what do you call it? in like makeup, like an even sure. base. I just, yeah. Just a good foundation, a good, a foundation. good even foundation. So, um, that's, that's one of the reasons I did it. Uh, but I went to Academy and I bought hats that I've always thought made people look incredibly stupid. Uh-huh. Like, I I've got it pictured. I don't uh, thank you. Seth has been wearing them for a very long time, and bald men need to big floppy hat. Yes, the, it, uh, the one thing that I have, I have some dignity left. It has the Nike logo. Okay, on the front, right? that's fair. Um, big floppy hat covers my ears, covers most of my face, so I'll only have to put sunscreen on, like you know, like yeah, my neck and maybe a chin strap or something. Yes. Now yeah. I was going to ask you, perhaps lecture. We are wearing sunscreen, right? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, can we? Can we start? Why? That's why I bought the hat. No, but yeah, let's let's go ahead. Let's just if we're embracing getting old, let's just let's just go all in because, well, cancer, but also what you think is (laughs) 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 what you like, uh, because you know how a sunburn kind of feels sassy at first when you get older. It's not. It's sunspots. Like it le- if you're trying to go for like a clean level foundation, sun is your enemy. So, but more so the cancer. Let's just wear sunscreen. No. Uh the other thing that I did is weigh I, in, weigh in. Little well, help. Speaking of weighing in, <laughs> I also went up a level in shirt size. Okay. <laughs> because I keep seeing pictures of myself at track meets. And it's I feel like when I'm standing normally. It's like people know I'm chubby, but it's not like incredibly obvious. But then when I'm out in the middle of a field and it, the wind's blowing and it's like pulling my shirt backwards, I look like a beached whale. So I went and bought an XL or XXL shirt for the first time in my life. I have a question. Yes. Would you let someone call me a beached whale? Mm, not currently. <laughs> Like, which day? Which day? I see. I see. You look like Beyonce. Today. Contingent. Thank you. You look um, like Jay Z. I don't ago. think. 
I'll take your order. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that you should talk about yourself in any way that you wouldn't let someone talk about one of your friends. So I reject Beach Whale. When I think of your body type, Taylor, I think of former athlete. I do. I never think of- Emphasis on the former. Well, but I just never think beached whale. I think former athlete. Like, you still look like you could probably beat me at the 50-yard dash. No, no. I, my hamstring would pull 25 years ago. Oh, I kind of want to do it now. We, we would But we you would, don't have any race. confidence. We would race. <laughs> uh, I, I, would be, I would be 25 meters in. You would be 12 meters in. And then I would fall on the ground and you could walk and you'd point at me and laugh and you'd be like, look at that beached whale that can't even walk. Okay. This is why, <laughs> this is why we need to start our yoga practice also. This, I know on the agenda we have. inviting you over. We're going to do a video at some point where we're going to talk about Catholicism and yoga whilst doing yoga right here on this floor yes. with that camera. It's going to be a microphones. great time. <laughs> I will not make fun of you at all. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I wonder how much the mics can pick up because I think oh dear all kinds of noises. Perfect. So Seth is so Seth's just a he's really tight, and so he has his little stretches, and he he's like, "Don't y'all like sign something where you're not allowed to laugh at people?" And I'm like, "I'm not laughing at your yoga. I'm laughing at all that comes with it. Right. It's it's the grunting. It's I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole show. The dogs are so concerned. I mean, it's." So if we could get this on film with you, that'd be really I've been great. I'm trying to get you to come do it for okay. a while. You're right. like, oh no, I have to travel across the world to meet with fancy people because I'm a fancy person. Uh, I think that happened once, but we're, we're, happened it did. Quite literally, going to talk about it here in just a few minutes. But um, speaking of coaching and what you said about the beach whale thing, I respond very positively to negative feedback. Okay. So f- for some people. Mm-hmm. It does not work. And I actually noticed this in coaching. Yeah. Like there are some people. Where success where they, they is have, a motivator. Well, well, if they have a bad day on the track, mm. I have to be like, it's okay. I'm just having a bad day. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. And there are some people where I'm like, that was garbage. You're better than me. Nice. Okay. And there's even other people where it's, I get to know these kids, especially the kids that are, you know, whether it's a freshman and I don't know them, I don't know how they're responding, sure. so I'm going to be kinder. Of course. Right? Of Unless course. they like absolutely do something where it was like an effort thing and it was very obvious. Right? Sure. Um, and with the older kids and a lot of these kids that I've known because I've been in this community for eight years, I've known them for a while and I'll be kind of positive for a while. And then like sometimes specifically, even the kids that don't, I know don't respond to it, I will do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Just to see how they respond. Yeah. I did it yesterday at practice. Mm -hmm. I pissed one of the girls off Mm -hmm. because I wanted to see how she responds to it. Mm -hmm. How she responds to it that day, how she responds to it today, and how she responds to it at the meet on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because being kind wasn't working. Yeah. I needed more effort. I needed, you know, all all, all these things, right? Um, I am a person that responds. Everything that I have accomplished is something that somebody told me I couldn't do at some point. And Mm -hmm. that's a big driver and a motivator for me where positive reinforcement of like, you know, you look great the way you are, fatty. I guess I wasn't positive, but like that's kind of how I hear it. Like, oh, you know, Lizzo looks great. No, she doesn't. I'd rather have Beyonce. You know, like so. <laughs> the negative reinforcement works a lot better for me. Okay, I think Silas is a lot like you, and if you took the same approach, not you, but if if a coach took the same approach with Silas with Amelia, it would crush right. her. Right, 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 right. 
crush her. People are different, and sometimes it's gender based, but a lot of times it's no. Not. Yeah, like, uh, they're, 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 like I know your kids, and that like personality wise, I could totally see that being the thing. Yeah, but like I've been coaching the boys for years, and I've only been coaching the girls for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years ago, I started I running the whole program. And it's been interesting for me to figure out for sure girls. It's a skill. My initial thought is I'm just going to be kind and sweet to them because that's how I was taught to treat girls, women. Right. Yeah. Um, But the longer I've gotten into it, the more I've been able to not treat them like I treat the boys, but open up a little bit to yeah. the negative reinforcement yeah. stuff. So I was, um, Silas's club basketball team was having a tryout and I was sitting in the bleachers with some of the players that didn't need to try out because they've, uh, they're returning and they didn't need to. And so I was watching their coach and I have this little favorite friend of Silas's and he's sitting with me and, um, it was clearly a great athlete on the court and the coach was kind of, was riding him a little bit. And he said, uh, and so he was, he said, I don't, I don't like the energy. I don't like the energy. So he's saying, you know, turn it up. Right. And so, um, size friend kind of looks at me and is like, you know, he just made an expression where he's like, man, you know, coach is kind of being hard on him. And I said, do you know that it's really not, that's why he said that wasn't really about the energy. Cause he's actually doing a really great job out there. He's seeing how coachable he is. Yeah, yeah. So if I, if you're doing an okay job and I'm writing you about, I still want more, how do you respond to that? Does that make you right. mad at me and quit and give up? Does that make you work harder? Does that make you want to please? Like, wh- how's it? I've decided on your athleticism. I've already decided on that. Right. Now I want to know about your character and what kind of player you are right. and what kind of team member you are. So anyways, and so anyway, Silas's little friend looks at me and is like, you could see all these like light bulbs going off of when a coach is mean to me, he might just be, you know, right, like right, it doesn't right, have right, to right, do. Right. It's not always so personal. Right. It's really just about what's effective. Right. Anyways. I, I love coaching. I love athletics. I love what sports do for us. It's such an awesome way to learn that nothing's ever all about you. Like, I just, I love it. Yeah. I I, th- I might have told the story before, but it was, if, if it was on the show, it was a long time ago. Um, playing high school football, I was mostly an offensive player. I played tight end, receiver, um, slot back, all, all these things, right? Because I was better at, I, I came from basketball was my primary sport. I didn't play stars. I forget football that. Until way later in mm-hmm. life so i like at the beginning i really wasn't used to getting hit and being hit yeah so the thing that i was good at like in basketball the whole point is to get around people and get to the right goal. trying not so to get hit <laughs> on offense i was pretty good yeah because i i would move around and like it was very and funny. You're fast yeah whenever uh like after our freshman season we all played on freshman team and uh there was you know so we had 100 people on the team six of us got moved into the varsity locker room after freshman year. For, so for spring ball. So yeah. now we're playing against the senior, the, the current seniors are gone. Yeah. So now the juniors are, are like the seniors right, right, right. in football. Yeah. Right? And I remember the first day of practice with them because it's, it's the varsity team for next year. And then the six of us freshmen, six, seven of us. And, uh, I would play scout team offense and I'd just be going around them and they'd be like, what is happening? Right. But then I started playing defense <laughs> and I wasn't good at it. Like mm. I got more physical the longer mm. I played football, but I like, like Playing defensive end, I hated it mm-hmm. because it's just like every play. My, my, uh, I, ta- I think I talked about this a few weeks ago. Maggie, my eight-year-old, started calling the offensive line magnets. He's like, "What are you talking about?" And then I started watching the plays, and they just ha! And they hit each other. Oh, funny! For three hours. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. Every yeah. now and then, one of them sneaks away, and he's yeah. the defensive end going to get a sack, or the running back running, right. running, running, running. But it's just hitting each other for this whole time, and I'm like, I, I don't. 
Yeah. I, I would. My mindset is like, I I don't mind being hit, but I want to at least try to get away from it. I don't sure. want to like. My like goal that's my is job to is to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, offense pretty good. Defense. I had a coach, and he was a very he was a very good coach. I, I liked him. Uh, I moved to middle. I, I pl- they couldn't figure out what to do with me on defense. I played every position on defense. They were like, oh, no. He's large and white and fast. Where do we put that? Yeah. You know, they don't know. Uh, so he always said, for years, it's when I stop coaching you that that I'm done. Yeah. Oh, uh, like, right. Right, right, right. He was, That's how you he know. Was very nice, like, during the day. and dur- But at practice, he's yelling at us almost every play. Right. And... He was trying to get across. He's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm trying to make you better. Yeah. Well, I might be a little mad at you, but either even yeah. then, I'm trying to make you better. And he said, it's when I stopped talking to you that it's a problem. Yeah. And like two years in, he stopped talking to me. <gasps> then I noticed. Uh, <laughs> I was wow. like, yeah, he's done. I'm never going to play. And so you were done on defense. Yeah. Not in general. Offense, yeah. 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 I, it was just, he was just like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Huh. And I was like, I kind of agree with you. I'm not yeah. going to this. I just should be over there. Yeah. <laughs> I had a college, I had a boyfriend in college and he had played baseball in high school or whatever. And he was like, oh, I'll go to college and play intramurals. It'll be fun. And like the coach, he realized one day he was like, the coach doesn't know my name. That's probably not great. Yeah. We can just call it good. Oh, We're done my, here. For better or worse, they knew my name. Yeah. They knew who I was. Either because they loved me or they hated me. It's very hard for people to be neutral on me. I will second that. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, agreed. man. Well, uh, it was very funny. Coming into this, we were like, all I've been doing is track and sit at that computer and editing and working on stuff. Yeah. And we were like, how are we going to make uh, three segments out of this? Well, we just made that segment completely out of nowhere. Out of and nothing. I'm, I'm sure people are not surprised at all because that was one of the more chaotic segments. <laughs> that was like a me and Anthony segment, but with you. Was, that was That's probably some of the I'll most take that too. Beyonce, Anthony. Yeah. Not gonna say what popped into my just head. Okay, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll come right back and we're gonna talk about An- uh, not Anthony. You're Allison. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Allison, Mrs. Beyonce over here, uh, hanging out with a bunch of her fancy friends in Nashville this past week. Don't go anywhere. Today's episode sponsor is Adore Ministries, my friends over based out in the Houston area. I grew up uh, looking up to a lot of Adore mis- uh, missionaries uh, like uh, Annie Hickman and Paul George. And now they are run by one of my other friends, Jonathan Alexander, and they're doing great work. They've done great inner city youth ministry for a very long time. And I've got some good friends over there. Uh, they're a Catholic domestic missionary group that serves marginalized communities in Houston, Texas. They're meeting a need in the church of accompanying and forming middle school and high school youth who are the loneliest generation, especially those in overlooked communities. I know that they've done a lot of work like in the third and fifth ward in in Houston, which uh, really needs some help. Uh, They have opened up applications for their six-week summer internship in Houston. This internship is perfect for college students and young adults that want to go on mission and build their resume and gain some skills. We've had, I've had a a ton of friends of mine, some former, from former teens, some other Catholic podcasters who have done this summer internship and really, really enjoyed it. Um, You'll receive professional and spiritual formation and also become a part of the, of of the Adore Adore family, all in the radical pursuit of holiness. It'll be a summer filled with prayer, growth, my favorite tacos, and community and a ton of fun. Uh, Anybody can apply from all over the country. They take care of your housing while you are in town for the summer in Houston. So if you are interested 
in this internship or you know a young person that would again primarily college age or uh like right out of college uh, if you want to check it out also they do have full-time uh positions available for youth ministry so if this is a mission that you want to get behind and you're a little bit older than that but want to want to serve the, the church and uh the marginalized communities in this way you can do all of that at adoreministries.com uh the final what is the word deadline for uh, summer intern applications is April 20th. Again, that's adoreministries.com. The link is down in the description. Welcome back to Fort Catholic. I'm Taylor Schroll. That is Allison Sullivan. So uh, you went on a very fancy trip this past week. I did. And uh, I haven't I haven't heard much about it. I know that it went well, but I want to know what it was. I want to hear the details. And then uh, I have one bone to pick with you. Okay. Um, should the bone come first or second? After. After. Okay. Um, so I got an invitation to go to, you know, America's mom's house, NBD, Patricia Heaton. I'm certain I'm going to have to tell you who that is. I know who she is. Why? Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was a show that came out when I was alive. <laughs> Okay. I actually think Pretty Woman was made before you were born. So was, I think it was 1990. I was I was here for like three months. Okay, fair enough. Wait, let's yeah, um, March 23rd, 1990. I was five months old. I was in the eighth grade, I think. Yeah, Anyways. Significantly older. So Patricia Heaton is um awesome. Amazing. She has worked so much. She has had a wonderful career. She's Worked more than like Lucille Ball, as it turns out. I heard that floating around um, over the weekend. Um, and she is big in the pro-life movement. Um, my dear friend and um, wonderful episodes on Center Saint Sister with Destiny uh, De La Rosa. She is a uh, like the founding member of New Way Feminists. And she was talking about pro-life in a way that I was like, I can get behind this. So she calls herself a pro-life feminist. I make a great connection with Destiny. Destiny has been doing this work for a long time. She is the product of a teen pregnancy. She had a teen pregnancy. Uh, she's just an advocate for life in all the right ways, if you ask me. Just really, really um, dedicated to uh, womb to tomb. So she cares about the border. She cares about war. She cares about disease. She cares about poverty. She cares about all these really important things. And so listening to her and getting to know her through the podcast and then personally, we just became great friends. She invited me to what she is calling the feminist nest. Get it? Like, oh, nest. So cute, right? Feminine. It took me a minute, actually. I didn't if I was there, I would have pushed you out the door just to see. If you just could fly. to see, just to see. <laughs> you and you know what? Mom, they need to do that. You have to do that. Did you know that like moms will put prickly things in nests to force their baby birds out? And they're like, it's time. I, I I was I was just listening to something recently. They were talking about birds in the nest, and how, there was in regards to parenting. Yeah. How like birds are like I don't know I don't know science days or weeks old, and the mom's like. Yeah. Push them out of the nest. Yeah. They're either death or flight. Right. And we're yeah. like pampering them. Until uh, of course. Years oh my old. gosh. Yeah. My <laughs> children would starve without me. I'm like, why do I have to beg you to live? Eat. Okay. Anyways. So. A feminist who feeds her kids at home. Interesting. <sighs> uh, we are all together as pro-life feminists. What's that you ask? 
glad you asked. Um, basically, we feminists are fighting for for peace, for nonviolence, and abortion is a violent act. And so this abortion is the ultimate exploitation of women because we live in a society that neglects our needs, that doesn't serve us. And so there is a patriarchal society set up that isn't addressing womanhood, that treats pregnancy like a disease. Pregnancy is not a disease, but injustice is. And it allows men to become more and more and more disconnected from sex and, and birth. And when it's, it's only, there's, um, less and less accountability. Okay. So, um, a pro-life feminist says that we need to change the society that enables us to, do the things that we need to do as women. So there's lots of areas regarding that. Um, we could talk about, we could talk about a million things. We could talk about equal pay. We could talk about sex education that doesn't just focus on the TV show on uh, what? Oh, it's a TV show. It's modern sex education. No, I prefer pretty woman. Thank you very much. (laughs) Jeez. Um, so, um, but sex education that doesn't just focus on women's responsibility to get contraception, um, but also talks about consent, you know? So anyways, there, these, these women gathered, there were 30 of us. We are in Patricia Heaton's home, which is so lovely. We're in Nashville, which is fantastic city. If you don't love Nashville, you're just wrong. I mean, it is, we had a blast. They and stole my football team. No, yeah, right. Same. I don't like Nashville. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've let that slide. Um, I, here's what will help you let it go is Hattie B's. Well, actually there's a lot. Do you know what a cronut is? I only just learned what a cronut is. So a cronut <laughs> is a croissant and a donut. It's a layered donut. Yeah. It's just rude. You already know this. I, I saw you post this. You were surprised by it. And Oh, but I, you've been the knowing whale has known about this you've been knowing <laughs> okay well i learned about it in nashville and they will forever be linked okay um anyways this lovely group of strong passionate women got together in this home and we i it i think that i don't like that this is so and and maybe it's not it's becoming less so but um you would think that putting 30 women together who kind of do the same thing um wouldn't be as cohesive or collaborative as it was. Nothing could be further from the truth. Every single woman there celebrates women. It was so awesome. Um, the camaraderie and the cohesion, something absolutely beautiful happened as far as connection. And, um, none of us can really even, speak about it except to say the world needs more of this so we all got together all we did does need more people being invited personally to patricia heaton's house house. (laughs) highly recommend um she had a friend there uh her personal friend her name's margaret colon and she is very famous as well has just had a wonderful career and done a lot of work um and so there were just a room full of powerhouses and um I don't know that this, I don't know. You would think that people as accomplished would have egos. And if that's so, they didn't this weekend. Mm. Like it was egos at the door. 
everyone was was humble and receptive and kind and committed. And there are some difficult conversations around all of this, you know? I mean, um, so anyways, it, it was a, a beautiful moment. Every single person is looking around the room going, I can't believe I'm here. I'm just so grateful. And then you hear that from other women where you're like, of course you're here. You're amazing. And so anyways, it just became, we're all like each other's hype women and it it was glorious. And I think that we're coming together to really change the culture. Um, and I think that we, I, I just think it's going to give a new, shed a new light or, or put a new spin on the words pro-life and, um, all that that encompasses. So. So what did, like, what did y'all do? Right. So interestingly, I've been in this, um, really interesting spot where I just got back from a retreat and I've been trying to brainstorm how to do that here and just kind of re locally, just recreate this for local women. And so I have been working so hard to put together a retreat and it, I mean, in all of the talent that I wanted to come, everyone said yes. Like Aaron Nequist, come give us a talk on the Paschal Mystery. He was a yes. Mary Lineberg, come give us a talk on grief. She said yes. Jen Fulweiler, at the very end, entertain us like with comedy where it's like we've thought and processed and reflected and grieved and now we're going to laugh together. She said yes. Um, there was another huge one. Oh, Gastro Church from Houston. Like come prepare us this three course bougie meal to, it's like, it's, um, it's Gastro Church. They, it's, they minister by really nice food. And so it's a whole thing. Don't, don't. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. You don't like the name? Uh, no. Okay. What they it do sounds, is fantastic. It sounds like a doctor that I need to go see. Well, you but might. they're like a corny. They'll doctor. fix it. They'll fix it. They're like, hey, uh, we know we have a lot of gastrointestinal problems. Come to our church and we'll heal you. You know, it only costs $150 per Sunday. So, but, like. but what they do is they serve a really nice bougie meal on the lawn of a church. And it's kind of, it's designed for people who wouldn't necessarily cross the, cross the threshold of a church, um, but would like a nice meal. And so they engage in spiritual questions and they're, and anyways, it's just, it's a wonderful ministry. And so I'm like, come make us a nice meal. And they said, yeah, every talent that I wanted in place for this retreat that I was going to do said, yes, problem none of my friends were available to to come or help me get people to come. So I'm like, Lord, what does this mean? In the meantime of trying to discern this and figure it out, I go to the feminist. Here is... The names of the stuff you're involved in. It's hilarious. So creative, right? <laughs> people are so creative. That reminds Do you know the TikTok? People are so creative when they start cooking weird things. Yeah. Our algorithms are different. I digress. I am working so hard trying to make the perfect retreat. Do you want to know what we did at the feminist? I, I would. I asked the question like seven minutes. We ago. introduced <laughs> ourselves. We introduced ourselves. Everyone got 10 minutes. I'm a rule follower, so I took eight, and most people took 17. Um, so we introduced ourselves. Amazing how like bonding and enlightening that is. The second day, you told your three biggest dreams. They can be wild. Just your wish, your, we told three, we broke up a into small made out groups. Of macaroni and cheese chasing me with a knife. Someone there was going to make that happen for you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, that I was, it was a marvel at how connective and how bonding and how enlightening that was 
for who we are and what we're trying to do in this world. Like, why are we here? And like, I'm back home trying to reinvent, you know, really complicated wheels. So anyways, it was remarkably simple what we did there um, and incredibly bonding. That's good. I like that. uh, I think we've talked about uh, Destiny on this show before around when she came on your show, I think the second time, mm-hmm. uh, the new wave feminist lady. And I, I like her approach because it's, um, the pro-life movement in the Catholic church has gotten very insulated, right. in, insular, like just kind of, right. we're trying to win arguments with ourselves to make ourselves feel better yeah. and not learn how to do make arguments that are actually going to change people's hearts. Right. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like a lot of pro-life arguments from a secular perspective mm-hmm. because that's, what's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm not going to be able to quote Isaiah to some person who's not right. Christian. Right. Right. So I, I like that word. So like you had you who's Catholic, Patricia Eaton who's Catholic. You had somebody from like a secular perspective. Was it pretty mixed or was it mostly faith-based? Or It, I would say most, if not all people there were Christian. I gotcha. Um, th- there was a very small minority, but there, but, but there, um, I will say that faith was, that's not true. I was going to say faith was couched for some of the conversations because we are trying to change culture. And if you're trying to change culture, culture coming at it with something that maybe has a bad reputation isn't what's going to be effective. And so, so we talked a lot about efficacy, like what's effective, what's effective, what's effective. And a lot of that is science, like what's effective is science. So um, anyway, but, uh, but there were, there were, crazy spiritual things, um, happening that I had, um, a vision. I haven't had a vision in a really long time and I d- didn't know. <laughs> no. Um, do we have time for me to tell you? Okay. So when we were introducing ourselves, the women of color, uh, just, it just so happened that they went first kind of one after the other. And as this woman was talking, she's a state legislator. <laughs> perhaps uh well have the floor please like for the love um so or justice um but at, she's a state legislator from connecticut her name's trene she's going places like jot that down um so she's speaking and this wind came through i was in a corner i had sat myself in a corner baby and um the wind is coming through and so I, it's i i'm susceptible to it i'm surrounded by windows and i'm not a worrier like i don't like freak out about things like that i mean i ah <laughs> You know what? My husband knows not to do that because I will punch. That's so funny. (laughs) That's that's a good little reel. All right. So um, I am aware of the wind. It's loud and it's like sounds a little trainy, you know, like that sound we're supposed to be concerned about. So I'm looking around like anyone else? Trainish, like train. You thought a train was coming towards the house. It it sounded like a train. And that's what they say like a tornado sounds like. Like, you know. So, okay. no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the wind. I legitimately thought you were—you thought a train was coming towards the house. No, it's just—it's the wind is making a sound that is alarming. Okay, so I'm looking around. Like, is anyone else here? Like, hello, why is there a basement, Patty? So, Patty. Um, Trené keeps speaking, and so I just kind of shut my eyes. Like, no one else cares about this but me. It's fine, and so I shut my eyes. And when I do, I'm just marvelled by her. Like, she is so strong and smart. Her IQ is off the charts. I picture a tall tree 
It was just a tall tree in my mind. Okay. And I didn't think anything of it. So what the next woman that gets up is just as powerful and just as smart and just as eloquent. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I picture another tall tree. And so more, and so it's all these trees. Well, I've been to the redwood forest. So I picture redwoods. Okay. When we break for lunch, we go drive around and there is a very large tree, like an oak tree or something. And it's laying on its side. I have chills and it's like completely uprooted. It's laying on its side. And I'm like, see, that wind was scary. I'm like feeling all validated. The train hit it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's trees down everywhere. And so um, all I know, because to me, like the wind was like Holy Spirit wind. I wasn't thinking, anyways, I, I, okay. But I want a picture of this tree because I want to take a picture of the Holy Spirit wind that came through when these women were talking. So I go, I march across the street. I She's whatever. sued now. I, uh, I did consider if I was trespassing Senator tears down trees in Tennessee on trip is Connecticut declaring war on the South. <laughs> I thought Two you meant seven. <laughs> I had to trespass to take a picture of this tree. So that's what I thought you meant. But so anyway, so I'm taking a picture of this tree as I'm taking a picture of the tree. I was reminded of the redwood forest. Guess what the redwoods are known for being red and tall, a shallow intertwined root system that they need each other. They're all connected to each other. It's a system. It's, they do not operate on their own because, and if they did operate on their own, they're too susceptible to strong winds and floods and whatever. They would just topple right over trains out of here. However, try to take one down that has an intertwined root system. They very, they quite literally hold one another down. Mm. So I take this picture. I, I, I'm Googling redwoods. I see that definition. I'm sprinting back into the house and I'm like, y'all, listen to this. And everybody's like bawling. This and... crazy lady from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I had a vision. <laughs> so anyways. So what you're saying is all of you were the redwoods. You need to be together. And now you're here alone with me. Yes. Is there a train coming? Are we? We are not intertwined. There's a train. It's coming. We're not. <laughs> um, all right. Here's my bone to pick with you. you okay. You said something earlier. Okay. Um, when you're talking about when y'all were meeting and everybody was like, oh, yeah, I don't deserve to be here. And you're like, well, that, you know, everybody was kind of thinking, you know, that, whatever. I was like, all right. You, you texted me before you were leaving. Yes. That you were very much looking forward to meeting. <gasps> Gloria Purvis. Gloria Purvis, who uh, people know from the Catholic internet. Uh, she's very famous. She's uh, I learned about her because of uh, a scandal that was not her fault, but that was kind of happened to. So, like, we, we know who she is. She's very lovable. People like her. Um, you, you were, how do you, I'll let you put it in your words. You were looking forward to meeting her, but you were also. Starstruck. W- why? <laughs> Because she's uh, as close to a perfect human being as you can get. Uh, I tell you what, they always tell you, you know, be cautious about meeting your heroes, right? Because they'll break your heart. Um, My heart was definitely not broken. It was enlarged. I have an enlarged heart, Gloria Purvis. So here's, here's my thing. You now you're saying starstruck because she's a nice person. That's not where you originally what, came from. You what were, did I say? You you, you, uh, you didn't explain yourself. I think. You were just like you're starstruck. You're like 
I can't believe I'm meeting her. She's so she's so popular. She's so she's uh, so uh, wonderful. Uh, big in radio and all this kind of stuff, right? She put together a great career. You do realize that you have 1.3 million followers on TikTok. Does that say three? Yeah. Really? I, I think I looked this morning. I think it's 1.2. Um, it's okay. I've been saying Whatever. one, and every it time just I every time two. I do it, it just turned two while I was in Nashville because someone corrected me in Nashville. I said 1.1, and they said 1.2, girl. Oh, it does say 1.2. Yeah. It does say 1.2. That was 1.3. But either way, the the point doesn't matter. Because <laughs> That's have, a lot of people. You have a million followers. And I'm not going to make you guess because that could get mean. But I looked up Gloria Purvis. In- incredibly successful in the Catholic world, which means. Just a faith not, not, giant. She is a spiritual giant. But in the Catholic world, it means you're not all that big anyway. So, Gloria. I'm just trying to put things in perspective. You just don't understand you, and I think I do. And Gloria has right under 7,000 followers on Instagram. On uh, Twitter, she has 20,000. So bigger bigger on Twitter. That's a lot for Twitter. That's like dog you years. You have 1.3 million followers on TikTok. I know, but that doesn't determine how who I'm starstruck by is the size of their following. I don't care about that. It's... But that... You're starstruck by stars. I'm starstruck by character. You're a bigger star than her. And then this is... That is is the dumbest thing you've ever said. I think I texted that, actually. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. you don't understand who you are. You don't understand. You don't understand the clout and the power that you have. It's unbelievable. Okay, I will say this happened. So uh, um, I stood up to introduce myself, and they were like, I've been watching you on TikTok for, which I didn't, I, you know, I mean, it happens sometimes where. Here's, here's the crazy thing. Yeah. What? I don't know everybody that was there. Yeah. But I know Gloria, I know Destiny, I know Patricia Heaton, and I now know that there's some legislative person. I think you have more followers than all of them combined. <laughs> okay. Combined. <laughs> okay. I looked up Patricia Heaton. Who is in one of the most beloved sitcoms of all time. Of all time. I grew up watching it. Yeah. Half a million on one, 225,000 on another. You have more followers than one of the most beloved women in television. People don't know how to work the TikTok (laughs) is all. Do you know what I think? Okay, well, this is another show. That's dumb. Combine. Quit being dumb. It's weird. Like. It's weird. <laughs> You're the star. <laughs> it's bizarre. It's a fluke. No, J Lo didn't follow any of them. <laughs> that was so. We talked about that a little bit because I because it was stressful when it happened. It's like she's not following for makeup tips. She's not following for dance moves. I have to entertain J Lo. <laughs> um. You, you, yeah, it, this is not this is not putting down those women at all because I, I I know a few the ones that I know they're incredible. Right, it's a perspective thing. You don't understand yeah. what you have, and it's unbelievable to me. Yeah, I I will say that when I start when um there are certain there are a couple of things that happen where I'm like, oh that so like if someone's like looking at me for a long time in Target. I eventually, because I try to like smile at first, it's never enters my mind. I'm just like, 
is, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, they're looking up, they're trying to figure out what my tattoo is, or I like, do I, am I wearing something that's particularly unique? Like it might be that. Um, I like the fact that people are looking at you and you just start looking at yourself. Like, what? What? <laughs> what? But eventually if it, because it can become um, over, well, overbearing. And so eventually I'm like, hi, like just speak then. And then this is surefire. I'm eventually going to learn my lesson because eventually they will say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, um, I just recognize you from TikTok and I really like your, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, so cause I'm annoyed when I eventually am like, just say, you know, like, let's get this over either confront me or whatever. But it never occurs to me that it's like a follower or a, or a fan. And so then when it does, that's, always a good perspective 1.2 million yeah I, it's, you know it's weird it's weird like major cities don't have that yeah it's really weird isn't it that's really weird it's 1. so 2 weird million people that could have that interaction with you in the target yeah and you're starstruck by gloria purvis gloria i love you uh, gloria she's not as big of a star gloria she? she's not forever and always spiritual giant i love her mm. but yeah you just need to realize that you're the star of that situation. Like, I'll give you Patricia Heaton, even though she don't have as many followers. She's more people have seen her because of her TV show, also, right? But you, you were second. This is the dumbest conversation we've ever had. Um, I'm right. So <laughs> I did say I stood. I was like, you know, host of um, a podcast, and they were like, which one? You know, because they're all like they want to be your hype people. So they're like, what's the you know? So I said, Center State Sister, and there were two gasps in the room, like. <gasps> Like I, I listened to that. Oh, so that yeah. was fun. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. One point two million followers, yeah. and you don't get it. It's weird. It's a weird thing yeah. because I'm still me. Like it's just me. It's just me writing dumb little scripts for my kid and I, who's like ridiculously good looking. I mean, you know, like all of them combined. <laughs> okay. What you got else? What else you got? Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I have nothing else. We were gonna do a whole other segment, and now I'm done. I'm just done. It's unbelievable that you don't understand the power. That TikTok you friends, go follow Taylor Schroll. Okay, <laughs> go follow Forte Catholic. Yeah, okay, so I can get point two followers, not one point two million, just point two. He's a rip roaring good time. <laughs> Tell him all the movies he's missed out on. Yeah. yeah. That's what we need to do for you, too. <laughs> All right, I'm Taylor Phil. That's Beyonce. I'll be back next week. She'll be back in a month. See ya! Thank you guys for watching and listening today. I hope that you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. We had a blast uh, here over the next few weeks. We've got some exciting shows coming for you. We've got not only one, but two priests coming up soon. Got Father Anthony making his regular appearance and then a new priest who's never been on the show before that came right here and recorded with me right in our studio. We hope that uh, you'll hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. We'll see you very soon. Love you.